The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. terrible <laughs> <laughs> welcome everyone oh, to man. no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports <laughs> we are presented by belly up sports in association with i get the right banner up in association with godzilla media my name is ryan mccarthy and to my right is i uh, i didn't think i have anything creative for my for to introduce dustin but dustin henry dustin how are you doing tonight yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I oh I oh oh. Here's a man who did definitely did not spend ten thousand dollars on a border collie suit just to be walked around like a dog. Dustin Henry. <laughs> it was nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I got it at a discount. Uh, <laughs> no, minus I, tax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's duty free. No, no, no. Um, we got in Japan. <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm doing well. I I managed to get a workout in. I ate some dinner, some some pizza. I you know relaxed a little bit. Uh, found out that Johnny Burrito was starting instead of Domingo Herman. Uh, so that oh was boy. a surprise. And uh, and here we are. But I, I'm I'm doing all right. How are you doing this this fine Monday? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I worked a bunch of overtime this weekend and. Yeah, I just came from actually just came from a, a local brewery where I had some adult beverages as well as a, a nice little wood-fired pizza. So oh, nice! Yeah, wood-fired pizza. What kind did you get? What kind? I I got the uh, what's called the uh, the roni. It's just pepperoni. Wow, pepperoni is a classic flavor. You can't go wrong with pepperoni. I will say. You know, you know, at like pizza parties, sometimes when people are like, there's always that one. There's always that one or a couple person. Like most people, you say you want to get cheese, you want to get pepperoni. People are like, cool. Then you're like, maybe some sausage. People are like, yeah. But then somebody comes out and they're like, well, I want like olives, peppers. Uh, you know, it's like you some throw them out of the party right away. Yeah, it's like it's no, a very it's it's like a very specific flavor. And then the pizza comes, and nobody eats that one. Guess what they're eating? They're eating the cheese and pepperoni all the time. Yeah, I want the Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, oh, There's pineapple. The door. <laughs> pineapple does not belong on pizza. I'll tell you. No, that. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of people. To some, that's a controversial uh opinion but in an old bit from seinfeld on this issue there can be no debate <laughs> pineapple no, does not belong on pizza no it does not <laughs> well before we get into everything our, our get, before we get into our topics tonight just want to remind you about our social media channels which are right down here below twitter instagram and the scarcely used tiktok it's at no creds req Facebook.com forward slash no creds req, youtube.com forward slash at no creds req. And if you're watching live or on replay, we just want to remind you to kindly smash that like button, smash it responsibly. Because that way we can dive into a 
into a uh, a vat of coins someday, like uh, Mister, <laughs> like um, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah, we got to watch out for the Beagle Boys, though. They'll be trying to rob us. That's true. That's true. <laughs> on the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast channels, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, and also rate and review. Five stars is the preferred number of stars you need that we would like to have for a rating. Review the podcast on a myriad of different uh, different platforms. And if it's either s- s- very saccharine, sweet, or if it's just utter garbage, I might even read your review on the air. And... And because this is a uh, a live show, we want you to engage with us during the show. And Dustin, I know you've been waiting five or seven long days to hear that beautiful, beautiful music. I have. I have. Let's hear it. That's right, folks. Engage with us during the show. We've already got a couple comments from Mrs. Mosher makes it. Hello, you've got this, which I believe is an emoji, which was a, yeah, it's an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure if this is your, your sister or your brother-in-law. It says, I like pineapple, black olives, pa- bacon, and hot peppers. But you'll be that person at the, you'll be that person at the party who wants all those things on the pizza but you wind up eating the basic stuff instead. Yeah. I, I'm with you on the bacon and hot peppers, though. We can we can fire that one up. Yeah, I mean, I love bacon on pizza. Bacon on oh, pizza me too. Magical. Magical. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it, Dustin. Our topic tonight is our con- – oh, oh, I forgot I forgot the bumper music. For, I, got, I forgot the bumper. Oh, I forgot the bumper. Go. Very important for No Ticket Required, our summer movie series. We have to play the bumper before we, before we get into the topic. <laughs> And we can't confirm it's your sister. (laughs) Hi, Tracy. (laughs) All right. So this week we watched Chariots of Fire, the 1981 classic, which won the Academy. I believe from from memory serves me correctly. I'll double. I'll make sure I do the research, real time research on the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's how this show distinct. That's how our show is different from other shows. We do real time research on this show. I believe it won the 1982 Oscar for Best Picture. But Dustin, let's get into it. What did you think of this film? I know, I know, we had to rent it for a couple bucks, but that's okay. Yeah. It was worth the. I think for me, I think it was worth the price of admission. Let's hear it from you. Let's. What's what's your impressions of this movie? All right. Well, first off, I think we should copyright the ter- the term RTR, real time research. That could be a financial <laughs> boon for us. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree uh, with you about this movie. Um, okay. I know. Okay. And maybe it's because, you know, everybody knows the song. Everybody, you know, everybody thinks of the, the song, the song that plays in the beginning when they're running on the beach, everybody knows that, that, uh, that, that song. And, uh, it's been, it's been parodied in many a TV show movie. Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom. Yeah. And you know, but the thing is, I 
I think it was built up in my head into something because everybody I talked to said, oh, chariots of fire. It's so it's so good. You know, it's so good. So I don't know what I was expecting when I came in, because candidly, I, I wanted to go into this movie blind. I didn't know anything of the backstory. I knew it was about running. Um, but I and and uh, I had a feeling it was centered around the Olympics, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. And when it started, I just felt like, first of all, that 80s synth soundtrack, they were <laughs> they were going in on that. Oh, one. yeah. It, it, sla- <laughs> it, it, went, it went hard with the synthesizer. All throughout the film, like the film score itself had a yes, lot of synth. The whole the whole thing. Um, but I just and we and on this on this podcast, we are simps for the synth. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me a heads up. Yeah. And and particularly from this from this music nerd's perspective, shout out to John Moog or Moog, however you say it. There's a bunch of different pro- uh, pronunciations, but the Moog is one of my favorite synths ever. Like it's <laughs> awesome. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this movie just didn't do it for me. I, I don't okay. know. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, you know, it did have a couple of the common sports movie themes that we've trademarked here on No No Ticket Required. It's got it's got the driven um, uh, both of the main characters in this one. I I would say are driven. Uh, one of them is driven to stand by his convictions. Um, he did not want to run on a Sunday for various you know uh, for religious reasons. He was a very very religious man, strong in his beliefs, stood by his faith. Um, uh, and then you had Abrams, who was the, you know, maniacally driven. He wanted to be the best. He wanted to beat Eric Little. He wanted to beat everybody. And he and he worked very hard throughout the movie to do that. Uh, my favorite, I did watch this movie again with my sister. She, you know, it's, it's been uh, the last couple of weeks she's joined me for these viewings. And um and I think her favorite character and my favorite character throughout this movie was the 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 running coach, the professional yep. running coach that he hires. We we both we both enjoyed that guy. Um, it's not to say that this movie's a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it was just built up so much um, by other people to me that when I finally saw it, I kind of was like, you know, nothing really. Things happen, obviously, and there's and there's things, and you have the resolution. You have uh, Abrams is he's he's struggling with the fact that he feels like he has to prove himself because he is a Jewish man in a time where that was something that was frowned upon for yep. idiotic reasons. And then you had Eric Little uh, again, standing by his principles um, um, and not compromising his his faith and his beliefs. For running, even though he was pressured by his country on multiple instances to do so, um, so that so that I I kind of I understood. But if I could direct this movie, what I would have done because one of my problems is they didn't even um, on the race on the race where you saw Abrams lose the one race. Which spoiler, um, I won't get too much into yeah. that. But if you're tuning into this, chances are you've already seen the movie or you just want to see Ryan and I talk about it, which there's going to be spoilers in this. We spoil we've spoiled every movie that we've done, except for air. We were relatively delicate with air, but we still spoiled aspects of that as well. Um, But you see him lose the um, 
the one race and he loses to little uh he loses to little because little was like little is portrayed borderline superhuman in this movie i mean he yeah. he was he was running past everybody um but literally then, and figuratively speaking yeah but then <laughs> when he then when they're at the olympics and it says you know and he loses you see him lose but then um particularly with Little's race, they're just like, oh, he's run three other races today. He's going to burn himself out. But you didn't, you, they didn't even say what happened. I mean, I think it goes without saying that Little probably won those races, but it would have been nice to see some of the races because one of this movie's strong points, I think, was the buildup for the 100 meters where the, where the trainer was so nervous he couldn't go watch the race and he wrote the letter and he gave him his father's, you know, um, um, cross necklace, I think it was. As a, as and, a charm, I just couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, it looked to me like a cross, but I'm not 100% sure. But that was, to me, the strong point of the movie. They did a good job of building up that scene, and I got a little bit of those sports movie butterflies. Trademark, no credentials required. I got a little <laughs> bit of those uh, sports movie butterflies. But other than this, I just thought that some of the main conflicts in the movie were kind of uh, resolved very quickly, and maybe it's just because I have ADD now because of uh, everything being at our fingertips. But the movie moved a little too slow for me. Um, but what did you think? Enough of my prattling on for now. I I, 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 I was really impressed with the movie. There was a reason why it won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Actually, I have a list of what the movie Oh, what the nominees were? That year? Yes. Well, okay. I, I have what they won at the Academy Awards. So they won okay. for best pick. They won for best picture. Uh, they won for best screenplay. Won for best costume design and best original score. Now, the uh, the actor who played the uh, running coach was mm -hmm. one Ian Holm, or yeah. as we know him as Mister Bilbo Baggins. Okay, I knew that name was familiar to me. I knew, yep. but it it stuck with me. Okay, so thank you for scratching that itch. That's that. Yep. That's that real time research, folks, that you only get on this show. Oh, uh, oh, I mean, I I knew beforehand, but you did the prep. You did well, the I prep. Did the prep. You, I did the you, prep. You did the work. I'm just I'm just running my mouth over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it was it was actually also in the two two of the three hobbit movies that, mm -hmm. that peter jackson directed as well uh, actually the five the battle of the five armies was his last role his last acting role before sadly he passed away in 2020 he died in 2020 oh, at age 88 yeah. so, you know wow. good for him you know, great long life but he yeah sam musabini was the, was the coach's name mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, he was a, 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 which is inter what's interesting the, the the parallel between abrams and uh abrams and uh musabini was that they are not native english they were not native englishmen yes uh yes abrams uh i guess his dad emigrated from lithuania and Musabini has was raised was uh, born to uh, his uh, let's see his, his dad uh, was Syrian. Yeah, I was mom, Italian. Yeah, I knew he had Italian, and then they they obviously. I mean, I'm glad that you said Syrian and not what they said in the movie because they're like, oh, that's even worse. Those two stuffed shirts from uh, Princeton there. 
<laughs> or uh, oh, Cambridge. 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 Sorry, yeah. I don't know why Princeton came to my mind, but uh, yeah, from Cambridge. Well, um, I mean, I mean, same blue bloods. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that, and that's what I was going to say. I think they really, I think they deserve to win for best costume design because these costumes took you back to the time, and it really emphasized just how. I mean, I have in my notes here how how stuffy everything was, you know. Yeah, and um, and well, also it was, it's post World War One. Yes, in England, because you can see you can tell the be- you can tell at the beginning the two men who are helping with the baggage. Uh, you can tell they had suffered injuries during yes World War, the, the first World War. One guy had a one gentleman had a scar, the other one had this not only the scars but also was wearing like, these glasses or these devices on his face that where, where his eyes were i suspect that he probably went blind due to mustard gas yeah that's i was gonna guess that it was mustard gas right because that was world war one was really the first quote-unquote modern war and it's where they really embraced chemical warfare and mass you know before that there were forms of people would just fire infected bodies over the walls and see what happened but you know mustard gas was the was the real the real deal there yeah but uh which is very sad for sure yeah it really is world war one um it's a topic i find and and endlessly interesting you you should uh for any of you out there that are into this type of thing you should check out the podcast hardcore history by uh oh his name is escaping me first name is dan why is his last name escaping me but hardcore I, I I know you're talking about I just, yeah but I can't remember his name either yeah I'm gonna have to real time research that because that's gonna bother me um but you should check out the podcast he does a whole series on World War One and he dives deep into it and I learned a lot of things about World War One I, I did not know Dan Carlin Hard Dan Carlin history. yeah I was doing the research yeah yeah <laughs> real time research research. <laughs> But um, and they and so they did a great job with um, they did a great job with the outfits to be sure and kind of I think staying somewhat true to the time period with the set design and and things of that nature. But man, these faces that these guys were making when they were running some of the slow yeah. motion cuts <laughs> they were something to behold. And I do have to cite my notes here for one thing. This is maybe where my mind was during the movie, but when. Uh, that where they're singing the he's an English man song, you know, without question. The HMS Pinafore. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. That is Bob. correct. That Kate is Fear, correct. The episode, the episode of The Simpsons where yep, Bart Kate had him had, had Sideshow Bob sing the entire yeah. HMS Pinafore until the cops came. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, uh, I couldn't help but think of that when they when they were singing it, and I knew you would get the reference. I knew I knew that uh, I wouldn't have to I wouldn't have to pull it out. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to find out the the actor who played Abrams, Ben Cross. I was trying to figure out where he was, also what he was also in. That I re, that I looked up in the notes, he was Sarek in Star Trek. He was it was uh, Spock's dad. In the okay. 2009 movie Star Trek, because he did look familiar to me, he did look familiar, and um, he was the other one where I was like, "Oh, I think I know that guy from somewhere," but I couldn't, I couldn't place him. 
Um, but yeah, it just, I mean, he looked, it was funny because at, at the one point he's getting the massage and he says, you know, I'm, I'm 24 and I've never experienced contentment. And I'm like, you're supposed to be 24. You look, you, you look like he, he was, he was, he was, yeah. Ben Cross was in his thirties when they made yeah. this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not quite bad. Not, not quite as bad as judge Reinhold in, uh, in uh, uh, what's that? What's that high school movie? What? Why? Why is the movie? oh 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 Fast Times at Ridgemont Fast High? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, <laughs> Judge Reinhold. He's supposed to be like eighteen, and he looks yeah. like thirty-five. It's like everyone in Beverly Hills nine hundred two hundred one is thirty years old, and they're playing <laughs> high school students. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm typecast as a high schooler, dude. Come on, you know, yeah. You can drink a beer right in front of me right now. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but, i was uh, doing I, I was doing some more research uh well because we do real-time research on this program and we i did past research so so um abrams passed away in 1978 he was uh he went on to be a journalist a, a really well-renowned journalist uh in in england uh liddell passed away in his i believe it was age 40 uh, unfortunately, he passed away in an, in an internment camp in China uh, yeah. as he was a missionary there. He went to the mission after uh, after he won his race. And Liddell passed away uh, at, in his, I believe it was in at age 40 uh, in China. Uh, there's actually a statue there, a memorial built to him uh, at, at the internment camp where he stayed. Here's the weird thing. Ian Charlson who played Eric Liddell also mm-hmm. passed away at age 40 in 1990. Oh geez. Yeah. Wow. So so this movie was kind of cuz this was 81, right? So he really Yeah. Man, that's uh I'm sorry. He was his 40 he, Liddell was 43 when he passed away. Oh, okay. It was shortly okay. after his 40 is shortly after his 43rd birthday that he passed. He he passed away from a uh from a I believe it was a brain tumor. Uh, while in camp, uh, yeah, well, he was also suffered from malnourishment and just exhaustion. Yeah, I mean that uh, that was something that they did mention at the end of the movie. I saw that he he passed away in that camp in China. I think they said at the end of World War Two or something. Yep, like that. end of World War Two is right before the right before the Chinese Civil War between the between uh, was it Chiang Kai Shek and. The communist, the communists, I think it was. Oh, Mao Zedong. Yeah, probably. Mao Zedong. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little uh, global history flashback there. No, but, those uh, are, there, there are also a couple of errors in this movie. Oh, I don't, know if, you, I don't know if you noticed. I don't know okay. if you noticed one of them. Mm-hmm. I'll let you, I'll let you. I'll let you guess. All right, then I probably didn't notice it because nothing, uh, nothing really stuck out to me. Nothing. Okay. So one editorial error was when Liddell went to run his race in the Olympics. Sam Braddock had his, had a note had a note sent to him, yeah, reading about 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 uh, his his faith. But in the next scene where they go, he he he, you know, he crushes the piece of paper. He goes yeah. to the line, and in the next scene, the the paper's not there anymore. Ah, okay, okay, because yeah. yeah, it was very clearly under his hand when he crumpled it. You know. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then, and then the story was incorrect with the with the love interest. So, 
In the movie, Harold Abrams' love interest was Sybil Gordon, who went on to be a very famous singer in England with the opera, and then eventually would go to, would immigrate to Canada and was part of the Canadian broadcast system there. His, Sybil Gordon, who's played by Alice Krieg, also known as the Borg Queen from uh, Star Trek uh, Next Generation, one of the Next Generation movies. <laughs> I don't know if you recognize her. Um, but Harold Abrams married a woman named Sybil, uh, Sybil, let's see, Sybil, Ev- Sybil Evers, not Sybil Gordon. Oh, okay. So they yeah. got their wires so crossed the story, there. A the bit. story wrong with that. So that was mm-hmm. re- interesting. I don't know. For me, as a person of faith, I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm a person of faith, and yeah, yeah. I find I find Eric Liddell's story to be very inspirational. Um, I guess you could say it was the first real true, you know, athlete who was uh, who let his faith convict him. Uh, he would not refuse to run on Sundays. I know Sandy Koufax. When he was a pitcher, he refused to pitch on Saturdays or any any high holy holidays for any high holy Jewish holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, he repu- he refused to pitch on Saturdays because that's what the, that was considered the Sabbath day in the Jewish in the Jewish mm-hmm. faith. So Liddell was kind of the model of uh, the Christian athlete, the the uh, or the or the or the athlete who lived out his faith both on and off the on and off the field yeah. uh, with Abrams. Yeah. I mean, he had definitely had a drive and a determination to prove his worth, not only as, as someone who is a part of the Jewish faith, but also just to tell people I'm, look, I'm a man. This is, yeah. I'm, I'm a man. I'm flesh and blood, just like you. I'm also part of your society. I mean, I'm part of the English society where, yeah, my, my athletics, my athletic prowess is going to help your country. It's going to help your university because he was lauded as one of the best athletes in Cambridge history mm-hmm. at that time as a, as a field runner. So uh, part of the, the entire the entirety of the movie was one guy trying to prove his worth and just say, you know, I want to be part of your society. I want to belong. While yeah. the other man was struggling with, okay, I've got an internal struggle, but this is what I want to do. This is how I, this is how I live out my faith by demonstrating my athletic ability. Yeah. Because not only was Liddell a track star, he was also a rugby star. He was a winger. Uh, he, he, he was one of the fastest men in the rugby pitch and did, did his bloody darn best for, for Scotland when he played rugby. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, Dustin, it started a little bit slow. I mean, it, it did get progress as the, I, for me, it started to progress as the movie went along. Mm-hmm. Although there was, there was that, there was that scene in the, uh, when Sybil and Harold went on that date and Sybil oh, yeah. wanted her usual. <laughs> yeah. And and it wasn't until too late and you figured, oh, oh Harold's going to get pissed when he sees what he what he brought her. He just laughed it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that I that I did like. And, um, you know, and I, and I think and then correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I caught this, too. There's a scene where he's talking about uh, Abrams is talking about his little brother. And he said, "Oh, uh, oh ta- Sybil. Sybil was during the date. Sybil was gonna, was saying how jealous she, her brother was going to be because he's absolutely positively yeah, be- mad about sports. That she was having a date with, with one of the greatest, one of the greatest athletes in England." Yeah, but I believe I I'm sorry, I wasn't talking about the date scene. I was talking about there's a small scene in there um, because I wrote down in my notes that that Abrams. It, is driven to prove his worth also because of possibly 
um, seeming less than in the eyes of his father, because uh, I think there's a small scene where there's a picture mm. of him and his little brother. And he said he could do no wrong. And yet here I am, you know, something I, like that. I think it was his older brother who was a doctor. Oh, okay. And he was one of the great, it was one of the, he considered one of the great uh, specialists in all of England. Okay. All right. So I, that's, I, I think kinda, that's what you're getting to. I'll have to yeah. watch it again. I, I, I have a 48 hour rental. So I'm going to have to watch it again just to just double check. Yeah. Again, we'll make sure we get there. We got our research right. But yeah. All right. So let's go over our rankings, Dustin. I know we've done a bunch of movies so far where I think, I think we're on our fifth week of movies. Where yeah. does this movie rank in your, in your rankings? Okay, so for me, it's easier for me to go backwards because I'm I'm able to remember, and maybe I'm I'm backwards brain that way. Uh, I am a lefty, and I skate goofy foot. What do you want? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so at number five, at number five, still is Moneyball for me. At number four, we have this is where Chariots of Fire comes in. You know, I'm glad that I. it's no longer a uh, movie I haven't seen. I'm glad that we were able to rectify it. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't actively dislike this movie. It just is not the classic that I think a lot of people uh, think it is in, this, in, in their eyes, in my eyes. Um, it's same thing for me with Gandhi. Everybody was talking about how great the movie Gandhi was, and I watched it and I, with, with – uh, with my mom at the time and both of us were kind of like, this is the 1979 best picture, you know, we're going through. Um, so, so chariots of fire comes in at number four for me. Number three is, Oh man, I have to, I have to think of what number three is uh, King Richard. Number three comes in there. Number two is, is miracle for me, I think. Um, and then number one is still air. Nothing's dethroned air for me. Uh, what about your rankings, sir? All right. So counting down from five, uh, King Richard is still at the bottom. For me. <laughs> it's a can of corn. It's a can of corn. <laughs> uh, Moneyball at number four, Chariots of Fire number three, Miracle two, and Air one. All right. So our top two are the same, but we got some different lists going. I like it. Yep. I like it. So, so I did some real-time research, as we do on this program. Uh, so for best picture in uh, during the, during the Academy Awards, the nineteen eighty two Academy Awards, Chariots of Fire beat out uh, Atlantic City, which is a uh, which stars Burt Lancaster and Susan Sarandon. Um, it's uh, I just I, uh, the summer. I'm not going to do the summary right now. All on right. Golden on Golden Pond. Oh man, that's what I remember. Uh... Catherine Hepburn from right? I think she was. Uh, yes, she won yeah. Best Actress for that movie yeah. that year. Uh, Reds uh, with Warren Beatty, which is about uh, looks like it's about um, it's something. I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it, but yeah. also nominated that year, Raiders of the Lost Ark oh, was nominated man. for Best Picture that year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you give it to Raiders if you were if you were part of the Academy? No. Oh, all right, all right. No. Chariots of no. Fire still gets it, huh? Yeah, yeah. But okay. what's fascinating too is that Sir John Gilgood, who was the uh, who was one of the stuffed shirts of uh, Cambridge <laughs> in that movie, actually won Best Supporting Actor that year 
for his role as Hobson and Arthur, which oh, is man. a great movie. If you've never seen Arthur, great. I know, I know it's your, I know it's your aunt Barb. One of your aunt Barb's was one of her favorite movies. Does Arthur, that movie but... have Dudley Moore in it? Yes. And, and I thinking, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think I've seen that one, but it's been a long time. I was a Dudley Moore fan when I was a kid, so I have to fire that one up again. <laughs> well, there's another costume idea for uh, another Halloween. It could be Arthur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I can't quite do the laugh. I can't quite do it. <laughs> but I do have to, and I'll give a shout out to her if she's still uh, still watching, still in the comments. My sister pointed out, she said, geez, look how much things have changed um, with yeah. running, those guys were digging holes to put their to put their put their feet yeah, they were in. Put, they said, had spades. Yeah, said, now that's why they that's why they needed the that's why they needed the cleats because they were running in the you know now you just put your foot in the blocks and you go. But uh, yep. Yep. but yeah, look at the the evolution of 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 sport during that time. It's crazy, and the fact that they were still that fast doing doing that kind of stuff. Um, and I did, I did laugh about, uh, the Americans were coming over. And of course the one, I I don't know. I liked the one guy in the hat Schultz. I think that was Schultz, right? Wasn't it the guy in the hat, the shorter guy? He had his hat. Oh, he had his hat sideways. He's warming up. The other guy with the sunglasses, I don't even know what he was doing. There was a scene (laughs) where Sunglasses, the robe and the scarf. That was Schultz. Schultz. That was Schultz. Okay, and he's leaning over a, like a barrel at one point. I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you doing in the shop?" So, all right. So that's another edition of No Ticket Required. Before we go to our next segment, we just want to do a quick commercial break from our friends at Mahler Brothers Golf. Now, we all want to look good in the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Brothers Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day in the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Brothers Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Brothers Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a more subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. A couple weeks ago, I modeled the one of the shirts I got from Mahler Brothers Golf. It's a great shirt. Uh, I haven't worn it in the golf course yet. I plan to, but it's a great looking shirt. It's it's sharp, and uh, it fits me really, really well, and I'm pleased to have it. So if you go to MahlerBrothers.com, it's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com, use promo code BellyUp at checkout. You get 15% off your order. So again, it's MahlerBrothers.com. Dot com. It's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S dot com. You promo code BellyUp, you get 15% off your order. So, Dustin, it's time for another installment of The List. Ooh. 
Where is it? <laughs> there it is. You just made the list! I always forget about that sound bite. Chris Jericho, he gets me every time. I love him. I love Chris Jericho. That's the goat. So this week's still wrestling. He's still wrestling. What is he? Fifty. He's fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two years old. He's still still wrestling. Still getting it on there. And he's still and he's still relevant. That's the best part about it. Yeah, he has evolved his character. I think better than. Better than most in the wrestling business. That's true. That's true. All right. So this week's edition of the list, top five baseball ballpark destinations. Now, I've got my five in mind, but Dustin, I'm going to have you lead off. What's your first ballpark destination? All right. My first ballpark destination, and this is mainly the first two on my list, are because I've never been to these parks, and I just feel like they're parks that I have to go to. Okay. Um, now, granted, I haven't been to many baseball stadiums. I have love for the old Yankee Stadium. I miss it. Um, you and I have been to the new Yankee Stadium. It's a nice place to watch a game. I enjoyed watching the game with you. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't have the magic. This first stadium that I'm going to list has – I just want to check it out because I've heard, I've, I've heard it's amazing and it's a callback – to another era. It opened, I believe, in 1912 Fenway Park. I have never mm-hmm. been to Fenway Park. I would like to go. Um, can't wear my Yankees gear there. That's hostile territory. But I would love to go to Fenway Park. All what right. Is, what is your first? All right. So my number one uh, ballpark destination is Camden Yards. Ooh. I, I opened up. We, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, about the oldest stadiums in the in Major League Baseball, and surprisingly, Camden Yards is on. I think it's one of the first ten. I think um, so. It was either it was either in the top ten or top twelve. Either of which yeah. is shocking. <laughs> but it's it's it was built in nineteen. It was built and opened in nineteen ninety two. But it, but it was the first of the modern ballparks that had that classic ballpark feel. And it just, I know the Orioles have stunk over the last couple of years. This year, they're in first, oh God, they're first place in the, in the American League East right now. Nobody thought they would be first place in the American no. League East. No. So it's one of the, probably the best surprises. Our friend of the show, Eric Arditi, we had him on a couple, we had him on a couple months ago uh, towards the beginning of the season. Um, he's a big Orioles fan. He's a guy who will just, who will, Laud the laud the Orioles every day every every time he's uh, on Twitter or he's does his podcast the Exit Fifty Two Exit Fifty Two Sports Podcast. Um, but this is one of those classic ballparks that I I really want to go to. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess every it just it just it just has those old school feels, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's got that it's got that vibe to it, you know. Um, undeniable, undeniable. But uh, I'll, yeah, I mean, that one, that one is going to make my list unless I miscounted, which is a high possibility. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not the best at math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll go with my number two. My number two is your number one, uh, Fenway, Fenway Park. Okay. I, I won't go if the Yankees are, I won't go if the Yankees are playing because, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Yeah. I, I, I mean, from my understanding, most 
if you if you have if you're a Yankee fan, you've been to Fenway Park and the Yankees have been playing. Most people are friendly towards you. They'll bust your stones, but they're all, all there are also there's other ones who are just complete jerks mm-hmm. uh, because they're drunk or they just they just want to get you in trouble. Yeah, uh, but. I, I know that the Fenway Park has the monster seating now uh, yeah. up in the green monster. Uh, I know I understand the site. It's one of the smaller ballparks now. I think the, I think it, it doesn't seat as I think. Wait, how does it seat? I think it seats probably a little bit less than 40,000. Um, yeah, but- I think it is one of the smaller parks. And I think they have some of that obstructed view seating, if I remember. Yeah. Correctly. But you know, I just respect them for keeping it, keeping it going, you know, and just trying to trying to adapt with the times the best they can. Um, but it, there's just thirty seven thousand seven fifty five. Yep, I, I was, was right. Doing that, I was doing that real time research. I was trying to. Stretch <laughs> that, but you got there. You got there. <laughs> oh man, good place so to your- watch a game though. Oh, yeah, it looks like a great place to watch a game. What's your number two? My number two, we're going with the similar vibes here. And I guess I should say these aren't really in any particular order, but I'm I'm trying to rank them in my head. But number two for me, it's another atmosphere spot. And particularly, I want to go there in either early summer or late, late or early fall, late in the season. I got to get to Wrigley Field. I got to be yeah. there with the Ivy. I got to have one of the old styles, you know, their 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 old style beer that's uh I I believe it's exclusive to Wrigley if not the Chicago area, the Chicago land area, I'm not sure, but Wrigley yep. Field is on that list. It just seems like a great place to play and it's a, and it's another one of those it's a callback to a bygone era. You know, because a lot of it, like like we've said, the old Yankee Stadium is gone. Uh, Tiger Stadium is gone. Tiger Stadium will make an appearance during the old Tiger Stadium will make a, an appearance during uh, no ticket required in a future show. No, true. a little little glimpse. But, you know, a lot of these older parks are gone now. And I just really I want to check out. I want to check out something from a bygone era, something that has a little bit of that mysticism and that magic. And I got to see the Ivy up close and it, it just looks like a great place. So funny story about Wrigley. So, and tw- I, I, I think I've probably told this story before on, on no credentials required, but when I was a chaplain for uh, the river rats back in the day and the Albany devils, uh, we did a chaplain's conference in Chicago one year mm-hmm. and I stayed overnight I stayed, I stayed an extra night because I wanted. I checked out a uh, Chicago Blackhawks game at yep. uh, United Center. And I had some time to kill before my flight, so I went down to Wrigleyville. I got to, went to the old Goose Island Pub there before oh, yeah. Anheuser before Anheuser Busch bought it uh, when they were still in, an independent brewery, and I got a chance to walk around Wrigley Field. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. nice. that night. They were doing a 25th anniversary showing of Ferris Bueller's Day Off in Wrigley Field. Oh, man. And one of the few regrets of my life was not staying there because my flight was delayed by like three hours. Oh, so you had and oh, you I could have gone it. to Wrigley, taking, taking, the, taking the train 
to Addison, to Addison. I could have got myself a ticket, went in, watched the watched the movie, and gone to back to O'Hare, and I still would have made my flight. Oh man, man, that's oh well. You know what? Maybe it, it just means a Wrigley trip has to happen. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. It could Maybe. happen. Maybe. Or as or as Snowman calls it, Raggedy Field. The rag, he, rag. he hates the Cubs. Well, well he's Absolutely. a White Sox fan, isn't he? He is I a White think? Sox. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, Comiskey Park, another one gone. You know, that's yep. that's why. But you, but you can still pl- you can play those st- ballparks in MLB Twenty Three, the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know yep. they had the the classic ballpark mode there. Well, That's well, cool. I watch I, I watch a YouTube channel called the Finn for the the Finn FTW for the win, and this creator makes uh, AI presidential voices like President Obama, President Trump. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden, Ben Shapiro, not president, but still funny, and he has them play MLB the Show, and it's all their like, AI generated voices and scripts. It's it's a funny, it's a funny program. Well, yeah, I think I've heard of that. I should, I should check some of that out. Yeah, and Donald Trump goes bananas because the ballpark. He, he calls him, he says the ballpark sucks, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit diggers at the ballpark of these crappy stadiums. Uh. <laughs> All right, oh, so what's your number? Th- you said Wrigley for your number two. What's number yeah. three? Okay, number three for me. This one is just basically I've heard it's I've heard it's wonderful. I've heard that it's beautiful. Number three for me is PNC Park out oh. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm gonna, gonna go check a Pirates game out there, but I've I've heard phenomenal things about this park that it's just a really great place to watch a game and every time i see it on tv which is rare but i'm talking you know sometimes they're on i see the highlights i see mlb network you know but it just looks like a nice place to play the game uh, and uh, to watch a game and i really um the city of pittsburgh is a place i'd like to check out uh someday so i so. i have i have had a the pleasure of having a permanti brothers sandwich and an Iron City light. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now, nice. if you don't know what Permanti Brothers sandwiches are, uh, it's basically pastrami, cheese, French fries, and coleslaw between two sandwich uh, between two pieces of white bread. <laughs> oh, nice! And I I always hold the cheese because I'm just that kind of a guy. Yeah. Uh, but it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a Pennsylvania staple primarily in Pittsburgh and it's the light. Now is the is the cheese melted or is it this is not a hot sandwich or a toasted sandwich or is it This is not a toasted sandwich. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh let me just see let me just I'm, we're doing the research real, again. Yeah, real, real time, time research. research folks. I might have to I might have to I might have to get one of those yins yins talked about the the Permanti brothers sandwich now. See I slipped in a little Pittsburgh ease there. but uh yeah pnc park that's that's been on my list for a little while yep yep yeah Uh, my my number three is coors field oh yeah it's uh, out there uh, coors field is actually the 12th oldest ballpark in 
Major League Baseball. That's mind-boggling because they were like what ninety-six, ninety-six. Yeah. No, they no they no they came they they their first year was ninety-three, I believe. Oh, okay. Their first two seasons at uh, Mile High Stadium. Oh, that's why. Before, that's why I was thinking. Okay, before, I, was, course, I got like yeah. the field opening kind and of then, confused. Yeah, and then yeah. Coors Field opened in two in nineteen ninety five, mm-hmm. and again it's another one of those uh, those retro classic stadiums like Oriole Park and uh, like Oriole Park at uh, Cannon Yards. Mm-hmm. That's just it, it. Just looks like a beautiful place to play, and plus you're guaranteed to have at least one home run hit in that stadium. Oh, for sure. The humidor be 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 darned. The balls are still going out of there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, my number four is uh, a West Coast location, Ooh. but it's an old school West Coast location, and uh, I said Dodger Stadium. Oh, okay. You're gonna get now, yourself a Dodger dog. Huh? Yeah, uh, but a little bit of history about the Dodgers. So, my grandfather, my grandpa McCarthy, God rest his soul. Growing up was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Okay. And he absolutely positively hated the Yankees. Hated the Yankees. <laughs> but when the ball when the Brooklyn Dodgers moved, he didn't have a team, so he adopted the Mets when the Mets were established. But but the, the, the Dodgers name and the Dodgers team has so much history around it. I mean, look at the names that have passed through. As Brooklyn Dodgers, Don Drysdale, Jackie Robinson, Sandy Koufax, um, it's it, they have a long list of names between their Brooklyn locate between their time in Brooklyn and the time in Los Angeles. That you know, there's a lot of history behind it, and Dodger Stadium is is one of those ballparks. It's, it's for me, it's a must see. Um, it's actually the third, it's the third oldest stadium in uh, in, in in the major leagues. Built in nineteen, opened in nineteen sixty-two. Okay, um, but it's just an, it's just one of those iconic stadiums that you have to go see before, eventually, the city of Los Angeles will probably find a way to get them a, a new stadium. I mean, look, they have <clears throat> they have what SoFi Field in Inglewood, uh, the Staples Center opened, the the Clippers are getting their new arena built. Uh, they should be done by by the time next year comes around. Um, so uh, before Los Angeles tries to find a replacement stadium for Dodger Stadium, I, I have to go visit it. I, ha- mm-hmm. I have no choice. I, I mean, I have a choice, but I, I, I would love to go visit Dodger Stadium, get a Dodger dog, sit amongst the working class fans who still go to that stadium and, and, and cheer for their Dodgers. And I, I, part of it is just a, also a tribute to my grandpa because mm-hmm. he was a Dodgers fan for, for so long before they moved to, to Los Angeles. So, yeah. So that's number four for me. What's number four for you, Dustin? A number four for me, and we're st- we're going on the West Coast. When you said, "Oh, the West Coast location," I said, "I wonder if we're going to have the same one." I have long thought that it looked amazing on TV, and I know a lot of things look amazing on TV. But I've seen, I've just heard another another stadium, much like PNC. I've heard great things about it, and it's Petco Park in San Diego. Mm. I'd love mm. to go to Petco Park. It just has. I like the look of that stadium. Also, San Diego weather's supposed to be perfect there, so it's going yep. to be good weather for baseball. I'd I'd love to I'd love to go there um, and check that stadium out. And I've always I've always had a little bit 
maybe because Tony Gwynn was on the team, but I always kind of rooted for the Padres a little bit because they had a lot of rough years too. They, they weren't too good. And uh, this is going all the way back. Well, I say all the way, like it was years ago, but this is going all the way back to Qualcomm stadium when Trevor Hoffman was closing games to hell's bells there. But yep. um Petco is on my list. I just really think it looks like a beautiful ballpark and a place I'd love to see. So I did some research. Again, real-time research. There's our episode name right there, real-time yeah. research. <laughs> Copyright, no credentials required. Copyright, no credentials required. <laughs> <laughs> so the Padres average around one rate. This is how, this is how perfect the weather is in San Diego. <laughs> they average one rain out. Every six to eight years. Oh my god! And the last San Diego Padres rainout at Petco Park was on May seventh, two thousand seventeen. So oh, they're due either this year or the next two seasons. They're due for a rainout, but they but but they yeah they average at Petco Park. They've averaged one rainout every six to eight years. Oh man! Before now, before that, before May seventeenth, before May seventh, twenty seventeen. The 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 rain up beforehand before that was July nineteenth two thousand fifteen, before that was April fourth two thousand six. Oh geez, Jake Peavy was still pitching for him back then, Bob. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. <laughs> oh man, do you want it? Okay, we're gonna do a little little improv here on no credentials required. Rystradamus. Would you like to predict when the next San Diego Padres rainout occurs? Uh, let's see. I'm going to say it's going to be June of next year. All right. <laughs> that happens. It won't give you a pretty wide berth. You know, you don't have to go down to the day. You don't have to because – you know, I threw that one at you. You didn't have time to harness your powers, you know. So so we'll give you that wide berth. And uh, I will get – I'll say between June 1st and June 30th, 2024. <laughs> All right. I will get you. I will get you. Uh, we'll have to make record of this. If this happens, I will get you a six-pack of beer of your choice, within reason, of course. You're not gonna, You're not going to send me up to the Dogfish Head Brewery to go get it, you know. <laughs> what you don't want to go to Delaware to get yourself a to get yourself a, a, a healthy twenty-four pack of Dogfish Head Brewery? Uh, not unless I'm going out there on a trip. <laughs> Look, I, I will say this: what the, the cases of beer you get there are at a pretty good discount if you get oh. it at the brewery. So mm -hmm. I will say that. Okay. All right. One last ballpark destination before we go to our next commercial break, Dustin. What's number? What's the fifth destination for you? I did my math right. My fifth destination was your number one. Uh, I also have to see Camden Yards. I I just just watching. I've seen a fair bit of Orioles games over the years because I'm a Yankee fan and they're in the division. So we see a good bit of Orioles games and just watching, watching game, even on TV, you can get the vibe of that ballpark. It's just a place that you want to be, at least mm -hmm. to me. I mean, and like you said, it's got that classic vibe and the fact that it's one of the older ballparks, in the MLB right now is tripping me out because it's 
I remember when that was new, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was, a, I was a young whippersnapper. I believe I was in second grade, but I still remember much like Pepperidge farm. I remember too, when Camden Pepperidge yards, was new. <laughs> but that's my number one. What is your number one ballpark? Well, I mean, the last ballpark I would like to see as one of my destin one of my uh, destinations for ballparks is Bush Stadium and oh, St. Louis. Good pick. I yeah, I, I I dig the Midwest. I've been to Chicago and to Iowa a few years ago. I've always wanted to see St. I always wanted to see a game in St. Louis at at Bush Stadium, at the new Bush Stadium. Because whenever the I don't know whenever I watch the Cardinals on TV, they they and they have those cream color uniforms. Yeah, the old school Cardinals logo is just aesthetically, it's just so pleasing to me. Yeah, see the, the deep green grass field and the and the dirt, and it's just it's awesome. It's awesome. And this the modern Bush Stadium, which is now, which that's uh, that's been open since two thousand six, which is when they won the World actually won the World Series that year, which is interestingly enough. And Albert Pujols is one of my favorite sluggers of the modern era, mm. and I would love to get. Go to Bush Stadium, get myself a, get myself an Albert Pujols jersey or T-shirt, sit amongst the fans, have myself maybe I wouldn't say I won't have a bud, <laughs> I have something other than a bud, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does, it really does, it really does. But I kind of you know the thing I've seen this and maybe you've seen it. It's 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 one of these like TikTok or I'm an old man, so I'm on Instagram and I see it. And Instagram. these people are like, oh, if you take, if you take Bush Light and you put and you pair it with Captain Morgan, it tastes like Dr Pepper. And I'm almost tempted enough to try it. And I say almost because I am not going to waste money on Bush Light to try this thing out. <laughs> you might have to do a no bartender required. Yeah, we might have <laughs> to. Do, and there's definitely theory. no bartender required for that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Well, before we go to our next commercial break, we want to acknowledge the comments, people in the comments section. Dustin's brother, Dustin's sister, Tracy, says uh, when, when she was confirming uh, something of yours, uh, something you were saying earlier about the uh, uh, our chariots of fire review. Oh, yes. About how much times have changed running yep. wise where these guys mm -hmm. were digging, digging holes to set their feet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Latina and Callie says yo and thumbs up. Yo, what's Chris up? Dietz, He says Wrigley for the Ivy, Kaufman Stadium in Kansas City for the waterfall. Oh well, yeah, that was going to be an honorable mention for me yep. for the waterfall. So my, I, my honorable my honorable mention would be Citizens Bank Park because all the stadiums in Philadelphia are on one block, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, that um, is a cool thing they did there. So it says Wrigley for the Ivy, Kaufman for the Waterfall, St. Louis just because I respect Cardinals tradition, Chase Field in the pool, Chavez Ravine is nostalgic. If I understand, the Trop has a Ray tank. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to go to the Trop, and I'm sorry here. Yeah, I think the place looks like a dump. I know, I know, and I'll never forget. I can't, I can't remember if it was an outfielder that played for them or if it was an outfielder of an opposing team. But he said that was his most hated stadium to play in because the baseball blends in with the roof. 
So yeah. when it when it's hit, it's, you can't see where it's going. <laughs> I think it was. I think it had a pull between all the major league baseball, all the major league baseball players, and they universally said that the trop is their least favorite place to play. <laughs> Not particularly for that reason, just because it's just a dump. Yeah, what I understand yeah. the the Marlins Field or Marlins Park or whatever it's called. It was a well. I wasn't say it was a monstrosity. It was supposed to have an aquarium Ooh. behind the backstop and the backstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was supposed to have it. Then unfortunately, it didn't have it. So they substituted it with that wheel that comes up whenever yeah. they get home runs. For the that thing's from terrible. The, from the Muko, I think it's called the Mukasuki Indian Tribe. That the casino that owns the tribe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latina Latina and Cali says the best pizza would probably be homemade. Absolutely correct. It's true. Uh, You can put whatever you want on it. That's true. She also says I make mine once a month from scratch. Even the sauce is from from fresh tomatoes. It's a Bobby Flay recipe. Uh, I will say this about Bobby Flay. Uh, He definitely has the most punchable face I've ever seen. (laughs) I agree with you, sir. Thank you. (laughs) Schmidt happens checking in saying, Hey, what's up? Up, so Schmitty. Schmitty, feel like I've known you all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and your sister says, "Can you guys review Sea Biscuit or a League of Their Own?" Hmm. We've, we're pretty flexible about our about our uh, pick, about our movies. Yeah, flexible schedule. Yeah. Have absolutely. you ever seen Have you ever seen a League of Their Own, Ryan? You ever seen that? <sighs> Bits and pieces, but I haven't seen the entire thing. Ah, well, then it's eligible. It's eligible. It is for eligible. The review. Whereas for me, I could review that movie without watching it, but I'll watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll do more questions for Humans Guys Night Edition. Stay tuned. And, and oh, I'm sorry, sorry, forgot to close it out. This has been another installment of The List. You just made The List! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's not going to get old to me. <laughs> Like, much like the PSA announcement by our good friend, Wise LFA. <laughs> oh, 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 we got to play it before the next commercial break. Please. The following is a public service announcement from Wise LFA. Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise LFA. Your sister is also in shock that I haven't fully seen I know. their own. <laughs> what? OMG. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll do some questions for humans, guys. Night edition. Hey, everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports. SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. That's right, folks. Football season's on its way. Baseball season full swing. No pun intended. Hockey season's coming soon. Basketball season's coming soon. Concerts never go out of style. Neither do comedy shows. What better way to get your ticket by using SeatGeek and using promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout and you get $20 off your order of $50 or more. Uh, as I mentioned in this program, I've, I'm going to get to 
The Rock, the Prudential Center in January. Going to watch myself some New Jersey Devils hockey when they play. Hopefully, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, <laughs> the, the number one overall pick in this year's NHL draft, will be there, and it, I'll be able to watch him live. Uh, Dustin, I'm pretty sure you want to get yourself to a to a Yankees game, or maybe mm-hmm. hey, maybe you can come with me for this Devils adventure too. Yeah, yeah, I was I was there last year to see one of the craziest games between my Edmonton Oilers and your New Jersey Devils that we've ever seen. That was wild. That's right. We <laughs> both can say safely say that we both got to see Connor McDavid play a live game. Yes, yes, generational that's right. talent. The best Connor in the NHL. I don't care what Bedard does next year. <laughs> That's right. I don't care if he scores ten points or he scores a hundred. Yeah. I want to see him live. And I'm going to use promo code Belly Up Sports at checkout to get twenty dollars off my order of fifty dollars or more. That was one of my favorite parts of the show when Ryan cuts to Ryan. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, SeatGeek gets the no credentials required. Seal of approval. <laughs> the yawn makes it. The yawn. It does. It does. <laughs> Mahler Brothers also gets the seal of approval as well. Yes, it, of I course. I gotta get. I gotta get some new threads. So I'll probably be hitting that up soon. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, it's time for another installment of questions for podcasters. Again, this is from the Questions for Humans Guys Night Edition card pack. Again, you can get. It doesn't have to be just Guys Night. You can get it for friends you can get it for well is it the second there's the first and second edition of the friends pack you can also get it for a date night so hey if you're looking to build your relationship and get questions answered get yourself questions for humans date night cards also get them for workplace i haven't opened these yet because i don't work in a workplace i work i work from home (laughs) you're in your workplace homie I'm in my workplace right now, actually. I work from, I work from yeah. this desk. So we've been playing questions for podcasters over the last couple of weeks. And it's been pretty fun doing so. Got some relative, just some pretty relevatory answers uh, from these card packs. And as usual, I'm going to start out by asking Dustin a question. And this question is, what are the funniest movies of all time? Oh man, this one's this one's getting me. You know what? Funniest movies. It says plural. All plural. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do two, and right. um, these are just off the cuff. You know, people are probably going to come at me and say, "There's a lot of movies that are funnier than that," uh, but I don't care. This is this is what first came out of my mouth. So so number one for me. Number number two, I'll go number two for me is Uncle Buck. I love Uncle mm. Buck with John Candy. It's got a lot. It's got a lot of laugh out loud moments. I'm even thinking of a, thinking of some of the moments, and I'm laughing. John Candy. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. Uh, mm. I I saw an old SCTV sketch on uh, on Instagram where he's a drummer in a band, and it just made me think. This guy was a comedic genius. His timing was great. His physical comedy was great. Um, and he was perfect as the as the degenerate Uncle Buck, you know, who 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 comes up in the clutch and realizes at the end of the movie he wants to be a family man. Uh, but that movie's got a lot of great moments in it. It's got the the meeting with the principal that most people will probably remember. <laughs> you know, it, it's got the here. It's got here's the, a cool. Yeah. 
subway station of a rat and all that thing off your <laughs> Yeah, that right there. That's the best. Then you got uh, one of my favorite parts is no, you ever hear of a ritual killing? <laughs> Not her face like that again, and you'll be one. <laughs> there's just there's just a lot. That movie always. If I'm feeling sad, I can throw on Uncle Buck, and uh, and it, and it's sure to make me laugh. And and it's a little nostalgic, you know. I'm at an age now where anything that tickles the nostalgia bone a little bit is gonna is gonna uh go go far with me so uncle buck is one and then uh my number one movie and i surprised myself with this answer but this is one of those movies that every time it's on tv no matter where it is i'll watch it and it just is dumb and dumber dumb and dumber yes yes really bad mood dumb and dumber will get me to laugh, you know, from Pretty Bird to they, they catch air in the in the puppy van. They got there's so many moments. Uh, Jim Carrey saying the, the old lady swindled him and he didn't even see it coming. You know, <laughs> there, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. The humor's juvenile, but they are magic in that movie. Um, and to me, that's that's a great one. I, I mean, yeah, Fer- the Farrelly brothers, the prime Farrelly brothers right there. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I mean, honorable mention to something about Mary. But the first two movies that came to my mind were Uncle Buck and uh, and Dumb and Dumber. But how about you, sir? As All right. Connoisseur of comedy. All right. So the first movie that came to mind was Tommy Boy. Oh, that's a good one. That's I can quote one. Tommy Boy. I can quote Tommy Boy. All day long, all day long. <laughs> I mean, come on, brother. Brothers don't shake. Brothers yeah. got a hug. Yeah, fat guy, fat guy in a little coat. Fat don't do it. <laughs> I always do this. Like when I say, when I say my face hurts to my sister, yeah, I always go. I always go. My face really hurts. Not here. Not here. Right about here. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the deer scene where they kill, where they run over the deer. They bring it in the car, and then a minute later, it wakes up wakes and up. terrorizes the entire car that Richard has. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then what about his sales pitch for the brake pads too? That... <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here comes a meat wagon. <laughs> God, I miss Claire Farley so much. Oh yeah, man, yeah. man. <laughs> and I guess my my second one would be Billy Madison. Another oh, that's good. Highly quotable yeah. movies. Oh, for uh, sure. Just, oh my gosh, Adam Sandler, peak Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. Again, like you said, it's it's like Dumb and Dumber, which I saw in the movie, which I happened to see in the movie theater in, mm-hmm. 19, in on New Year's Day, nineteen ninety five. I happened to oh, see man. it in the theater it was nice. like before I went. It was that afternoon. It was that afternoon because I remember going home and watching the Rose Bowl. I watched watching Penn State beat the, beat the crap out of out of Oregon. And they should have won the national title that year. They should have won the national title. <laughs> did it. Well, let me ask you a question. Was Pat was Pat Summerall calling the Rose Bowl back then? I can't remember. No, it was Keith Jackson. Oh, Keith Jackson. Okay. It was Keith Long Jackson time. on play-by-play and Bob Greasy as color comedy. Oh, man. Yeah. Bob Greasy, 1972 Dolphins. Sorry, Schmitty, if you're still in the chat. 
<laughs> I know you're a Dolphins fan, but I, I, I can't stand those 72 Dolphins. Every single year, they yeah. pop the champagne when the yeah. last unbeaten team goes down. Yeah, and they're going to do a champagne. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Every single one of them are octogenarians now. They're still going to be doing it into their 90s, I bet. Oh, for sure. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Lay it on me. What's your question? All right. All right. So my card is what reoccurring dream do you have? Whew. That's a good one. Um, There's two. The first one always has to do with money. Okay. It's weird. Like, I mean, we're, we're leading up to when I was, uh, when we were going to Outer Banks last year, I kept having these reoccurring dreams about not having enough money, not having enough money. Oh my God, I'm going to run out of money. Uh, and that was probably the most, because they say when you dream, like the thing that's most on your mind is the thing you dream about. Yeah. So, so I, I, I thought I was, I, I was having reoccurring dreams. Like, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm not gonna be able to go. I'm not gonna be able to go because I don't have enough money. But when I, I actually wound up having, enough money to go yeah yeah to you go. were there yeah i was there i was yeah. all week yeah. i was there all week um yeah. and i guess the other one would be like having a having a significant other like okay. having a wife or a girlfriend it's mm-hmm. like good that's another thing that's i don't say it's constantly on my mind but you know i mean you know I, as a single guy in my mid in his mid 40s you know i've always you know that's one of the, one of the things i haven't accomplished yet in my life is being married and having a family and it's just mm-hmm. it's one of those things that's on my mind yeah we're going a little bit deep here i get it but yeah. this, this is what these cards are designed to do folks yeah questions for you is they're designed to, to make you laugh make you think make you cry make you go deep and i'm kind of going deep here but yeah those are the two things i kind of really when i have a reoccurring dream those are the two topics on my mind money and having a significant other, like a spouse or a girlfriend. Cause again, mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to be married, have a family on my own. That's one of my, that's one of my, that's one of the things in life I have not been able to accomplish yet someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll you got happens, time, but you got time. Man. I got time. I got time. What about you? What's the reoccurring dream you have? Well, my reoccurring dream, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad. I don't have vivid dreams like I used to. Um, I got a friend of mine, Chris, you've met him before. You actually met him Outer Banks briefly th- th- this time. I, no, I didn't because I was, oh yeah, that's right. You went, I got yep. there and I you were passed exhausted. Out. Yeah. <laughs> passed out. Yeah. So I think you've met him. You've met him at other things though. I think I may have, possibly yeah. for, briefly. Uh, but he, he dreams, he can almost remember dreams that he has every night and like vividly too. And he'll like, he has a dream journal. He writes them down and he, he writes, uh, he writes music based off of some of his dreams. So go check out uh, the Gherkins band on, uh, on, uh, on, on Bandcamp and all your streaming platforms. And uh, I am a sometime member of that band. You might, you might hear some of my background vocals or on one track, you'll hear some of my, saxophones that's right i was getting saxy up in here but anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) but my reoccurring dream um that i can remember and it's it's kind of one that's similar to your first one 
I have the dream and I don't know what this says and I should get like a dream dictionary or something and have it, have it analyzed. But, uh, I have a dream that I am in college and I either find out on the last day that I don't have enough credits to graduate or, or that there's a class that I was supposed to take that I somehow either didn't go to all year or there's a class that I like have to take the final for, but I didn't go to all year. It's all variations of that dream. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, you're, you're not, you've been out of college for years. You graduated, you, you know, but yeah, I don't know what that says about my brain, but that is a reoccurring dream that I have. It's, it's so that's the one. So I, I was going to play, I, I should have, you know, I, I'm going to play tribute to Paul Rubens, AKA Pee Wee. Ah, yeah. we, we lost yeah. him today. But I remember one, but I, but I remember one line from Pee Wee Herman uh, from, from Pee Wee's big adventure. Yeah. And the waitress in Santa, uh, the waitress near the uh, dinosaur museum uh, park mm-hmm. asks him, Pee Wee, what do you dream of? What do you, what, you, what do you dream about? And he says, well, sometimes I dream I'm naked in a desert with a snake and a donut. <laughs> and then she asked him, no, no. What do you dream about? What's your, what do you dream about? And she's like, and she, she tells him about the dream that she's, uh, she wants to go to Paris and she's never going to be able to go and this and that. But like, that's the first thing that when he, when he, when he, when I, when he, when he asked about the dream, I'm like, that's the, one of the first things that came to mind was that line from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh man, you should have said that with a straight face. That I should have said that with a straight face. But <laughs> all right, before we take off, we got to do one more quick trip to the comments section. Chris Dietz from Fifth Down Sports, his first game at New Yankee Stadium for me will be on Sunday. Can't wait to check it out. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed, Dietz, but no. uh, you never know. People have different opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says you are working off the presumption that podca- us podcasters are humans. Many would disagree. <laughs> yeah, I would say at times, Dietz, I think you're AI. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be the ADHD talking. Uh, the Great Outdoors love John Candy. Oh, yeah, he's the man. Uh, your sister says, you know what tickles the nostalgia bone and is funny? A league of their own. <laughs> she's campaigning. It's just campaigning she's, she's, hard she's campaigning for really hard for <laughs> a league of their own. Uh, Gasman, how do they know these guys must be pros? Uh, hot take, Black Sheep is better than Tommy Boy. That is a hot I, take. I do. I do like Black Sheep. Uh, I don't know if I... I particularly agree, but I always love the fact that uh, Chris Farley was a Seahawks fan in Black Sheep. I did, I did love that. But that's but right the reason, because his brother because his brother runs for the governor as uh, for the governor of Washington. Of Washington, yes. And and I don't know. Uh, I could agree a little bit with uh, with the comments here because uh, you forget um, that one. Um, Oh, why is his name? His name was just on my on my uh, Gary. He played Buddy Holly in that movie, but he always comes up. Gary Busey. Yeah. One Gary Busey is in that movie. And uh, Gary Busey, he's a wild man. (laughs) He's. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, from who is the. The actor who plays Chris Farley's brother in. Black Sheep is Tim Matheson, who is another is in another one of my favorite 
funny movies, Animal House. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Oh. Uh, Deets, The Rockford Peaches, A League of Their Own. And then the oh, last comment right. for the night, your buddy Schmitty, Schmidt happens. Similar to Dustin, I have dreams that I w- show up one day to class for a final exam and I realize I know absolutely nothing about the subject. Yeah. that's. I don't know what that says about us, Schmitty, but uh, I don't know. I still – It's it's been a little bit since I've had that dream, but I was still having that dream well into my late 30s. And uh, we'll see. I probably spoke it into existence tonight, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I think I think one of last night's dreams I had was uh, about the Albany Firewolves uh, lacrosse team. I dreamt that they were in the National Lacrosse League Championship, and I was late for the game. So well, <laughs> they were man. already up 5-2 at halftime. So <laughs> At least they maybe, were up. Hey, maybe that's uh, Reicher Damas with another uh, prediction. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, wait for it. That's what I was waiting. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up here for another edition of No Credentials Required. Before we do that, just want to remind you about our social media channels Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok at No, no Creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ, YouTube.com forward slash No Creds REQ. And again, if you're watching, on live or replay, hit that like button, smash it that like button, and smash it responsibly. On this podcast side, subscribe to the show and a myriad of pod, myriad of platforms and podcast platforms, ugh, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play. Rate and review. Five stars is the number of stars we want to see the rating for, and the review. If it's mean or if it's awesome, we'll read it on the air. Whew, what a show! So. <laughs> For Dustin Henry, my name is Ryan McCarthy. You have been listening or watching, listening to or watching No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Next week, we'll be back with another installment of No Ticket Required. But in the meantime, be safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week. Good night, everybody.